2: The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and by The Barrel Club in Oak Lawn. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck.
1: Welcome into the very first preseason edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago, and with me via the wonders of Skype tonight is the one, the only, Hometown's finest. Nope. Oh, hometown's finest. Homewood's finest. Jay, it's <laughs> Hometown is an actual town <laughs> up near Midway Airport, but that's not where Jay is. Unless he's at the hobo outlet. That might be Is that where you're at right now, Jay? <laughs> no. The Hobo outlet. The hobo outlet, hobo all
3: outlet on uh, That was in Bedford Park, and it's been closed for a hundred years. Hometown is like Southwest Highway. By the way, it's preseason for you and I, so it's fine. We get the we get a preseason as well. Um Hometown very i believe this is correct and i'm sure one of our listeners from the area will let us know it's a town that was built for veterans coming back from the war they I just thought like
1: that was ford city
3: no ford city's a mall bedford park is the Ford town. city
1: was an area man
3: no for james
1: where i'm did telling you, you
3: where did you grow up
1: okay that's a fair point i grew
3: up in the sticks i went to high school a block from ford city mall so Ford City is the mall, Bedford Park, Ford, Bedford Park is a town in which no one cares about this. Who cares? We have <laughs> hockey to talk about. We have <laughs> like anyone gives a crap about it. Anyway. Aha, but what Jay, I do know, one more Ford thing. Ford
1: City is a neighborhood on the southwest side of Chicago, which surrounds the mall. It's a neighborhood. It
3: was, but what city is it in? Ford City it's is not an, ad, it's not an address. All right.
1: Whatever. It's in Chicago. Maybe you're okay, right. fine. Anyway. Fine. Who cares? Um, By the way, Michael Madigan from Ford City. Anyway, please continue. <sighs> <sighs> All
3: right, let's get to it. So we've got a, a big show tonight for a lot of reasons. We have our first preseason game, which we're going to get to here in a second. You we are going to heard... talk
1: about hockey on this show.
3: Yes. In our intro, you heard we're welcoming a new sponsor, the Barrel Club in Oaklawn. We'll tell you more about them as we go on throughout the show. Two of our finest sponsors have big events coming up we're going to tell you about. And I have a big uh, professional, personal thing to share with our audience. So we've got a lot to get to. Let's start with the hockey because that's why people are here. Um, Hawks lose 4-3 in overtime to the Washington Capitals. And you can say Blackhawks in air quotes because it was the Blackhawks in uniform. But not a ton of the players that mattered were dressed. I will say, if you missed a game... The guys that really, the guys that will probably matter this year that were dressed, Perlini, Carpenter, Bullquist, Alexi Cirilla? He's going to matter, it looks like. Christopher Stieg, John Quenville, Eric Gustafson, Carl Dahlstrom, David Kampf, Slater Cuckoo, Alex Nylander, Dylan Secura, and Colin Delia was in net. So those are the Hawks that really mattered, and I think it's fair to say, James, that those are the guys that probably stood out the most. You saw that they were the best players on the ice. They were the ones that looked like the best players. And I think one guy who I've been nervous about since the trade was made, who I thought looked really good tonight, was Alex Nylander. I think he was the best Blackhawk tonight.
1: Um, I did point out in my uh, one of my season preview pieces over at NBC Chicago that I thought that Nylander had a good chance to make the Blackhawks roster simply because his skill set is one that definitely is it can fit what the Blackhawks are trying to do. They need a guy that can do what he does that's quick, that's got good hands. And you saw a lot of that tonight. He was out there on the line, I believe, with David Kampf and Alexi Sorella tonight. Mm -hmm. Really noticed their line a lot, especially in the first period of the game. Nylander ended up with the goal and an assist in the game. Just looked absolutely fantastic. I do think that he could be that potential like second or third line guy, that top nine forward that can potentially get you some good scoring punch from outside on the wing. And I know that there was a lot of hand-wringing when the Blackhawks traded Henry Okaharu, who also, I believe, scored tonight for Buffalo, by the way. Um, there was a lot of hand-wringing when Nylander was brought in here. He really hadn't lived up to expectations in Buffalo. I know the Blackhawks have taken a chance on a couple of guys' as reclamation projects over the last couple of years. And Nylander, his skill set just, to me, screams that it fits the role that the Blackhawks would need a guy like him to fit, which is that second to third line guy that can provide some depth scoring. And I, I think you saw that tonight. I know it was a preseason game. I know that Washington didn't have a lot of their big guns out there, but anytime Alex Nylander had the puck tonight, he was making something happen with it. That dude was firing shots in from everywhere He looked faster than basically everybody else. He looked more locked in than anybody else. He looks hellbent on making this roster, and I think he knows just how deep and how strong that competition is for a roster spot in the forward group of the Blackhawks.
3: Absolutely, and I think another thing to consider, too, is I think Stan Bowman wants Alex Nylander to make this team. I think he's going to get every opportunity to do it because, yeah, you did trade who a lot of people, apparently they didn't consider him their top prospect, but a lot of people considered their best defensive prospect in Yokohari, who you mentioned, and yes, he did score for the Sabres tonight. Um, it would behoove Stan Bowman, I behooves the wrong word, but I think it would help save Bowman's face a little bit to those that haven't really been watching as closely as people like you and I have uh, to sort of justify that trade a little bit. And it's one night, but Alex Lander looked really good. I thought he looked really good in the training camp festival which again it's a scrimmage there's not much you can tell but he looked really good in prospects camp so everything we've seen of Alex Nylander in a Blackhawk sweater has been encouraging and uh again tonight he was one of the best players on the ice he had um I would say like a maturity to his game if that makes sense A um I ability to predict where the play is going where it's going to be he's got a little more experience than a lot of the guys that played tonight and that that did show and I think you know having the pedigree of being in I wouldn't say call them hockey royalty but the Nylander family has now two generations deep with really really good NHL players Um, I, I don't know I think he did a really good job making a case for himself tonight he was probably their top offensive threat and he delivered he would probably be if you were if you were the coach at the Capitals, you would probably focus on stopping Alex Nylander tonight, right? And they were not able to. I thought I thought he had a terrific game.
1: Yeah, I absolutely would agree with that. By the way, I think uh, you said he probably wouldn't qualify as hockey royalty. How about hockey nobility? Nobility It's like is the fine. next step down. He's a duke. I think that could be good. <laughs> yes, he's like a duke. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also uh, an- I thought one of his line mates looked really good tonight too. I really liked what I saw to David Camp tonight. He uh played significant penalty killing time for the Blackhawks tonight. Clearly they're giving him a look in that role as a bottom six center who can potentially play on the penalty kill. They gave him that op- opportunity tonight and they gave Ryan Carpenter that opportunity tonight. And I thought that it was interesting seeing the way that those two guys played. I think that's, that could be a competition between specifically those two players. And I did like what I saw at a camp, uh, especially early in the game. I kept hearing his name over and over again. He was constantly making things happen and he was really, really doing stuff that he did doesn't really do on a normal basis he was given an opportunity to play with a couple of really good offensive players and I thought he acquitted himself well tonight I thought that David Camp had a good evening as well yeah
3: he was noticeable you mentioned him on the penalty kill 309 a penalty kill time for David Camp that is most among the forwards on the team uh Ryan Carpenter had two minutes and three seconds that's good for it looks like just looking at my chart here uh that'd be third most on the penalty kill among forwards behind uh Insecura. This has to be a misprint.
1: He played two minutes and 20 seconds of shorthanded time That's tonight. That's what it
3: says. That's what it says. I don't know. Insecura wow. had a decent game, too.
1: Yeah, not, uh, not bad for Beavis. Tonight. Yeah,
3: six shot attempts. He is an effortless skater. He is, you should probably have whiteboard that reference, the Beavis reference, by the way. <laughs> Cause I tweeted the I tweeted the gif of it tonight of uh, here lies Beavis. He never scored we, yep. until a puck goes in a net in a game that counts. Dylan insecure will be Beavis. Uh, I did
1: enjoy the fact that you said whiteboarded. That's not a term that gets used very often. And I applaud your use. It
3: right? is uh, absolutely stolen from Dan McNeil. He uses that one all the time. And it's a good one. Uh, Secura, da, da, da. Yeah. secure though. He's He is effortlessly fast, and he had a, God, a, a few is, sustained man. shifts of puck control, but then he just fires the puck at the goalie's chest like every time. It's like, dude, feel free to like aim for a corner or the five-hole or somewhere else besides the logo. It's going to happen. I think he played well in his time here last year. Again, the puck just isn't going for him. He looks like an NHL player. He looks like he belongs. But when you start talking about he's probably going to be a guy in a top six role despite playing 220 of penalty kill time tonight you there's a lot of those guys and and we 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 were remiss to not mention the name kirby dock yet who got concussed in the traverse city tournament on a dirty hit against i say by wild. those hooligan wild players. seriously knock it off
1: man that's that was ridiculous I, I called for the blackhawks to forfeit that game after two periods by the way because the wild were clearly out for blood for whatever stupid reason and the blackhawks shouldn't have tolerated that that was absolute nonsense from that group well do you feel
3: like I mean, it's obviously not helping him, but you feel like if he misses a big chunk of the preseason, they're just going to have to. I mean, I guess they could start him in a regular season and they've got the nine games to find out if they want him to stay or not. But that's a tough situation to give him no preseason time. And, you know, if you hear Jeremy Cowton talking about it, he's like, well, it's a concussion. There's no timeline. You know, and Cowton's a guy whose career ended because of concussion, so he's ultra sensitive to it, as he should be. Uh, he's like look it's a concussion I don't have an update for you it could be a week it could be a month it could be a year he didn't say a year but you know what I mean it's it, the, the concussions are very hard to predict so um I don't know Kirby Doc missing time is not great for him this no. was he I if, think he was gonna have to come in and and really force them to make him make the team that's sort of how I see it like to the, he has to play so well that they say look there's no way we can justify him not being on the team and him missing preseason. Here is is definitely hurting that shot.
1: I, I feel like they opened up the runway for him to land that roster spot, and he couldn't even get off the ground because he didn't even get the chance. Like I, to, sorry for the bad plane analogy, but no, I, I think that. Realistically, like you said, I think he was going to have to earn his way onto this roster. I don't think he was going to have to jump through the hoops that Adam Boquist would probably have to jump through to make the opening night roster, but I still think he would have had to earn that opportunity. And just if he can't play in any preseason games, then no, I don't think there's any realistic way the Blackhawks can look at that nine games that he would get at the beginning of the season and say, that's enough of an audition. I just, I I don't believe that. I think that ultimately what it'll boil down to is if he's not able to play in any preseason games, you just have to, you don't want to send him back to juniors, but you also don't want to throw him into the NHL without any preseason action at all, without any camp action at all, getting kind of used to playing with the guys on this roster. It's less than ideal, but. So is having a concussion this early in the process.
3: Yeah, and and I don't want to, I don't want to misconstrue. I don't, neither of us are being critical of Doc in any way here. It's just it's unfortunate. No, I mean,
1: how could you be? It wasn't no. his fault.
3: I mean, he got boarded from behind, and it was just absolutely brutal. Uh, you mentioned Adam Boquist, and I want to get to him, but we did mention at the top of the show our new sponsor, the Barrel Club in Oakland, forty nine ten West one hundred eleventh Street. They've been open for a couple months now, and there is a buzz already. Really classy, really nice food. Steaks, burgers, uh, fish, nice food, good portions, good prices. Check out their selection of over 200 whiskeys and bourbons. Stay to try one of their mouth-watering steaks or full-roasted chicken, carved table side. Join their Spirit of the Month Club by going to their website at BarrelClubIllinois.com. And the best thing about this sponsorship is that I'll finally remember how to spell barrel. It's one L. And barrel i'm the same way with bullet is it one t or two it's one t in bullet one one l in barrel so go visit our friends and my family my uncle john my cousin john manage and own the place uh, barrel club in oakland 4910 west 111 street in oakland right there by the brand new home goods right across from el gallo Tapachio, where i spent many many nights in high school drunk eating burritos uh barrel club Illinois.com you'll absolutely love it and try the pierogies they are pristine and amazing anyway Adam Boquist was exactly what we were afraid or excited however you want to look at it Adam Boquist was he was dynamic offensively the goal he scored if you did not watch the game go find the Adam Boquist goal
1: but don't watch it at work it's kind of NSFW
3: yeah you're gonna or don't stand up for a while because things will be showing. Um, Mm. So Boquist behind the net knocks the puck out of the air about waist high, continues to cycle behind the net, comes out to the right side of the goalie and just snipes a wrist shot top corner. It was beautiful. And as I'm watching the game, it didn't look like there was even a scoring chance there, but there's the offense you see from Madden Boquist. But at the same time, there were two defensive shifts, particularly where he looked bad, and both of them ended up in Capitals' goals, where he looked—I don't want to say disinterested, but sort of passive. And look, if he wants to do, if he wants to make this team, I think he's got a little better chance than Doc, especially with DeHaan maybe not ready right away. There might be a spot for Boquist and Bowman did say he's going to be a pro this year, be it in Chicago or Rockford. Um, but he's going to have to look if he can be average defensively he's going to be a game changer for the Blackhawks but if he's going to be a disaster in his own zone eh, like we talked about last podcast you can't really have two guys like that no and no. Gustafson and and Boquist you can't have two you got to tighten up the defense Boquist again I'm, no one's saying be Nicholas Lidstrom you know don't be Chris Chelioson's prime defensively but if you're going to play the offensive game you got to be willing to come back and defend. And and that's what I've seen from, it's not in a lack of ability. It seems to have been a lack of willingness, at least in one game and a couple scrimmages.
1: Yeah. And I mean, again, it's hard to kind of get a good read on a guy in preseason action. But when you're trying to make the team, when you've got like this kind of outside shot of making the opening night roster, you'd think you'd be busting it just a little bit harder defensively. I think something you said during the, game on Twitter I thought was kind of interesting which was that you said that he can't be a passenger and that really stood out to me because on this Blackhawks roster you may have games where you're paired up with somebody else who's kind of decent defensively and you can kind of freelance a little bit but the fact of the matter is that at some point in his career the Blackhawks are expecting Adam Boquist to be a guy capable of playing either a defensive role if they need him to or an offensive role. And he has to be willing to embrace both areas of the game. And again, this is not I'm not going to start getting overly critical of a guy's effort level one game into a flip in preseason. That's not what we're here to do. Right. But it's something to just keep an eye on. Like Boquist just needs to make sure when he's in a position to make defensive plays that he does it. And he got kind of caught standing still, I think, on that uh shorthanded handed or on the shorthanded play tonight that they gave up a power play goal to the Capitals. I thought actually. I wanted to give Jeremy Colleton a little bit of credit here because he had Boquist out there on the penalty kill, which I really liked. It's a good way to get a guy kind of acclimated to playing defense in the NHL is to kind of put him in those situations where you're facing the firing squad, so to speak. And And I thought that was a good plan by Colleton to do that.
3: I agree. And I think the other thing we need to consider, and I think it would be unfair for us to not say this, it's like Jumping up from the London Knights to the NHL, even though it's not the Capitals' A team, it's different speed, it's different intensity, so that that's an adjustment. I, I think I think it's it's not a bold prediction to think that as the preseason goes on, that Adam Boquist is going to improve defensively. I, think I don't tonight,
1: think that's a stretch to say. No, that
3: I, I think there were moments where he looked. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find the right word here. I, timid is not the right word. But maybe afraid to make a mistake or maybe like afraid to abandon this post too soon. There was one play in particular that led to the first Capitals goal. I believe it was the first Capitals goal where he was along the right wing boards in his own zone and a puck came up the boards. And my, you know, th- 35 years or 30 years of watching hockey, my brain told me that defenseman goes and gets that puck because it's right there, it's on his board, and he should advance it. And he just didn't. He just sort of stayed home. And of course, it was a blown assignment and things went to hell and it ended up in the back of the net. Those sort of things, those like quick reads and those, you know, the quick reaction sort of things, the quick decision sort of things, those are the things that he's going to get better at as he gets experience. So I think even if he makes a team out of camp, you're going to have some moments where you go, oh my God. <laughs> you know, there's going to be some defensive blunders by Adam Boquist. And you'd be foolish not to expect him, but as time goes on, he's gonna; those are going to play out of his game. Look, those of you that have been around the Hawks since before Taves and Kane, and I think that's probably a good portion of our audience, Duncan Keith could not get out of his own way his first year or his second year. It takes time for these great defensemen to develop, and hopefully they're going to let Boquist do it on the job. I'd rather see Boquist than Carl Dahlstrom or Slater Cuckoo or whoever else they're going to put out there. Let him learn on the job. Let him, you know, let him learn by playing against the best players. I think that's the quickest way for his development. He doesn't strike me as a kid who's going to have his confidence crushed. Nothing I've seen from right. Adam Boquist indicates to me that he lacks in confidence. So I say, well, that, the good, let the him good news
1: is, is even if he like struggles, like worst case scenario is he makes the team and then just completely falls flat on his face. If that happens you just send him to Rockford. Like, you don't have to send him back to juniors. That is kind of the benefit the Blackhawks have with Adam Boquist is that they'd be able to do that. So, to me, just go ahead and let him, like you said, learn on the job. Like, the worst thing that could happen is that they – just send him back down to Rockford and eventually bring him back up. Unlike some other guys that they traded last (laughs) off season, but we won't get into that.
3: Yeah. Well, I think it is very clear how highly the Blackhawks think of Adam Boquist, but of course we said the same thing about Yoko going into last year. So Uh, it's, it's hard to tell how these, sorry, I just
1: hit my head against the microphone
3: (laughs) in frustration or by accident.
1: Uh, I'm just going to say yes. Okay, great.
3: A little bit, a little from column a, a little from column B. I like that. Um, yeah, I, I think that, I'm really curious and excited to watch this preseason with him and I was hoping with Doc. Um, But one more guy I want to mention about tonight's game. Alexi Sorella played pretty well. He was noticeable. And am I reading too much into it when I see a guy wearing, like, number 28 instead of, like, number 79? (laughs) Like, they give him a decent number. Does that tell you, like, oh, maybe they see him as part of things. Like, Dominic Kubelik wears number 8. He's at Mm. number, like you know 96 or some random number they like just grab two out of the bin and sewed them on there right i don't know maybe i'm reading into it but i think sorella uh had a really solid game he looks like an nhl player he really does and um he i know he's got some nhl experience as well not a ton but he's got some was a big part of the charlotte checkers uh calder cup championship last year and seems like another guy who wasn't just a throw in in that the trade Um, There was you know there was there was thought in acquiring him it wasn't just throwing in a guy to to add a guy so I think he you know wasn't you know flashy like Boquist or uh, you know some of the other guys tonight but or like Nylander but I think just a really solid game all around I liked what I saw from him as
1: well so that's sort of another guy to keep an eye on for one of those top six for one of those bottom six positions. Yeah, he kind of fits that Neilander mold a little bit, doesn't he, where he could probably play second or third line, maybe spell occasionally on the top line if you absolutely need him to. Yeah, definitely. I I had that line circled before this game even started. Like, I was definitely looking at that. I knew that, like, the Perlini line was kind of your more NHL-ready line right. with Quenville and with Ryan Carpenter on it, but the... Hockey fan in me, I made this comment to uh Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun Times. Name drop, he point, he point, yeah, <laughs> it was just on Twitter. It's not like I oh, okay. like text message him, it was like, Hey, buddy, how's it going? Um, he pointed out that the Carpenter Quenville, uh, Perlini line was the one he was gonna be watching tonight because it was one that could potentially carry over into the regular season. I compared that to kind of be like, okay, I'm going to eat my vegetables. It's going to be good. And I was like, you know what? I'm going straight for the candy. And I'm watching the David Camp, Nylander, uh, Sorella line. And I was not disappointed with my choice. I feel uh, I feel like I made a good decision on that one. I
3: mean, if nothing else, it was the most interesting for sure.
1: Well, yeah, it was the one that was the most noticeable. All three guys I thought had a really good night. Didn't really make any defensive blunders and obviously looked really good offensively, which is what the Blackhawks needed somebody to do when you're not playing many of your regulars. So I definitely thought those guys looked pretty solid tonight. I'm not sure who the heck's going to play tomorrow night, but if they're back in there, I will definitely be watching them again.
3: We have Blackhawks hockey three nights in a row. What are we going to do with ourselves? Um, I have a couple ideas for myself. I don't want to suggest them to you, but hey, whatever you're into. Um, I'm just ready, man. I'm right right since the Bears are terrible, we've already decided they suck, right? They're one and one. <laughs> I
1: know, I what know. do you mean? I'm, Eddie I'm... Pinheiro, bro. Eddie De Niro, they're calling it. Please him. stop.
3: That it was the that stupidest call. nickname I've oh. ever heard
1: in my life. Do not call him Eddie DeNaro
3: ever. All right. Well, if you're excited like the, for the preseason, like James and I are, and you want to order yourself an Alex Neander, jersey or an Alexei Sorella jersey, hit up our friends at Triple Threat Sports, triplethreatsports.com. Not only can they make you high-quality, exact, authentic NHL jerseys, exactly how they're worn on the ice, if you've got a team uh, that needs T-shirts or jerseys for softball, baseball, whatever, Triple Threat Sports will make you look like the best team on the field. Whatever the playing surface may be, the court, the ice, the pitch, whatever it is, you're going to look great and your outfit from Triple Threat Sports. So hit him up, Chris, at TripleThreatSports.com, 708-478-6090, TripleThreatSports.com. When we come back, I'm going to throw another name into the pool of potential middle six forwards that uh, might make you throw up in your car or on the train or wherever you're listening to this. Oh, crap. I, I already think, know what you're going But to I say. think there's a small portion that could be really excited about it. We'll tell you about it next on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast.
1: To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired sports commentator Dick Vitale.
2: Tonight's matchup is me versus an ugly fender bender. If I can eat got a win, it would be a miracle, baby.
1: Um, Mr. Vitale, it wouldn't be a miracle because GEICO gives you a team of experts to help manage your claim.
2: That's gonna be a nail-biter.
1: Nope, the GEICO team is there for you 24-7.
2: Now that's a dipsy dude, the guru of a claims team. GEICO is awesome, baby, with a capital A.
0: GEICO, great service without all the drama. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on Sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Get a $22 shell gift card with a Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic Purchase. In 31421, terms apply. Details at slash oil change offer.
1: Email the guys at madhousepod at
2: gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod.
3: Welcome back to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, the email of the show. That's right. We're switching format. The email of the show is brought to you by our friends at Chuck's Cafe in Darien, and they have an exciting outing they want you to know about. They're having a Blackhawks outing for the game on Sunday, October 20th, versus the Washington Capitals. James, I know you're going to say, we should go to that. We should. You're right. We're going to do it. Buffet at the Darien location of Chuck's at 3 p.m. The bus leaves at 4 p.m. for the game. It's $140. bucks. you are sitting in Section 313. Here's what it includes. Buffet menu. Pulled pork, smoked chicken and ribs, super Caesar salad, coleslaw, mac and cheese, Cajun potato wedges, cream of chicken rice, and mini cookies and brownies. Complimentary, domestics, Captain Morgan, and Deep Eddie one-in-ones. That's during the buffet only. $140. Call our friends at Chuck's. 331-431-4000. Chuck'sCafe.com. This will sell out. This event will absolutely sell out. So go Watch the Hawks and the Capitals. That is a great deal. 140 bucks for a ticket. The ticket itself for a game on an on a weekend is probably 50 bucks. anyway. But you're getting free transportation, so you don't have to worry about parking. You're getting fed. You're going to be so full you're probably going to take a nap on the bus. <laughs> it's just an incredible deal. So Chuck'sCafe.com or, again, 331-431-4000 for more details on their October 20th Blackhawks outing to watch the Hawks take on the Capitals. All right, before the break... I teased a name that could be a candidate for the top six. An email of the show comes from our buddy, Matt McClure, from Faxes from Uncle Dale. He says, Jay, beer bet that Christopher Versteeg plays meaningful shifts for the Blackhawks this year? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's starting to look like Christopher Versteeg. Maybe won't be in, like, the opening night plans, but would you bet against, James, double-digit games played for the Blackhawks for Christopher Versteeg this season?
1: what's okay what specifically are we betting because if we're let's bet a six pack of beer and i'll say no i'll just say anything would you would you if uh, let's
3: instead of betting let's say over under over under nine and a half games for the hawks for chris for this year
1: i'm gonna take the under i feel like we're i feel like there's some prisoner of the moment type stuff going on with this right now where it looks like the blackhawks are kind of eyeballing him a little bit let's not forget the fact of where he was playing hockey last season I don't think that he's in the team's plans extensively if he's playing more than nine games something went seriously wrong so I'm going to take the under and I'm going to keep my fingers crossed not that I don't like Chris Rustig it's just I think there's probably 16 or 17 better options
3: in that forward group than him the the one thing that gives me hope and I look he's fine I have good memories of Christopher Stevens. Again, I'm not part.
1: saying, I'm not knocking him. But the I'm fact, not. I'm just saying there are better options. I think the
3: fact that Joel Quenville is no longer here protects us from our fears a little bit. But at the same time, he was wearing an A on his sweater tonight.
1: So eh, I don't want to read too much into okay, it. Okay, wait a minute. I do want to ask this. Who else was wearing A's? Wasn't Gustafson wearing an A? Gustafson and Carpenter, I believe, were the A's. I, I believe you were correct. I thought I saw Ryan yeah. Carpenter with an A on his jersey. I, I know thought for that sure. was really interesting. Yeah.
3: I think Carpenter is a for sure. They paid him a lot. It's a three-year deal. He's part of things. You can pencil him in for opening day. He's one of those guys He's Marcus
1: Kruger, but he's a lot cheaper.
3: I think he played well. He played well tonight. Had some nice plays. But anyway, back to Versteeg. I guess it's just a known commodity. Back to this conversation. A guy that can score in a pinch if you need him to. Um, I don't know. I guess there's worse options to call up in a bad injury situation. I just don't want Chris Versteeg taking time away from a kid like Sorella. Or thank you even if it's quenville like at least it, i know quenville is never going to be like an electrifying scorer but at this point i'd rather see a young guy play and see what you have than just like rehash Christopher Steak again
1: so is that weird to you by the way to keep seeing the name quenville pop up on broadcast <laughs> and it's not a white-haired guy behind the bench
3: dude every i didn't think it would but every time i hear it or see it it's weird
1: like when they when they got him i was like what the heck what <laughs> well how about like
3: when when you, we get the press release you just, oh, like, yeah, just like you just glance oh at your phone God. like Blackhawks, like quenville what what happened
1: they're giving up on count already <laughs> oh we want I, you back, I thought you. i was like did he replace stan bowman what on earth happened
3: <laughs> oh man how happy would the meatballs be if that happened
1: i if Key i don't know if we GM. would have a podcast anymore i'm pretty sure <laughs> that implode. the the hockey, like sh- like just insanity in this town would hit such a fever pitch that nothing we could do could like do it justice all right.
3: Well, I do want to make this personal announcement um so we can just get past it because it's on my mind. And uh, before I make it, I want to first of all, reassure everyone that this podcast is going absolutely nowhere. As you notice to start the show, we started, we have a brand new sponsor. We are locked and loaded, invested in a new season as much as we've ever been. But I was given an opportunity that I can't really say no to. I've been looking for a way to make more money. I've been looking for a way to do that without taking on another full or, you know, semi-permanent part-time job. Locked On Sports, they have an entire podcast network for the NBA and the NHL on September 30th. Or, I'm sorry, the NFL. On September 30th, they are launching their NHL channel. And I will be the host of Locked On Blackhawks, which will be a daily 30 minute podcast. And while you say, wow, Jay, you're going to do a daily podcast, what was there to hear in a Madhouse podcast? It's going to be totally different. The Locked On podcast is going to be lots of news and notes, some post game analysis when it calls for it. There's going to be more interviews, more short term sort of things. The Madhouse podcast has always been big picture. What does this mean for the season? What does this mean down the road? And it's going to be the Madhouse podcast will be the fun one (laughs) where James and I get to laugh and bust each other's chops. The lockdown podcast is going to be five days a week, me for a half hour, usually with a guest or usually just doing like an email segment, whatever um, of 30 minutes of Blackhawks conversation. Uh, But again, this one's going nowhere, but I'm really excited about it. It's going to launch on September 30th, and I hope when the day comes to subscribe to that podcast You guys will come with me. You guys will join me. James will be on often if he's willing to be. Of course, he'll be one of my main go-to guests. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited about it. My first thought was, what does this mean for the Madhouse podcast? Can I keep doing it? Can I keep my sponsors? The answer is yes, yes, yes. The lockdown people are encouraging me to cross-promote the podcast or letting me create a promo for the Madhouse podcast. So this podcast is my priority. And if anything interferes with that, if I feel the Locked On thing and the Madhouse podcast are too much to do together, it will be Locked On that loses. And this is my podcast. I've been doing it for five years with James every step of the way. And this is still my focus, just so you guys know, so you understand. But you'll have another place to find me a little more often, and it's going to be great. So uh, I talked to James first and foremost. He's go with it. Talk to our sponsors. They're excited because it's going to lead to more exposure for them. Because a whole new group of people who maybe have never heard of the Madhouse podcast are going to come over and hear their ads and listen to this one. So it's win-win for everybody. So I just, again, reestablishing this podcast, the Madhouse podcast, is going nowhere. It is still my number one priority. And I want to thank James for his support. And uh, it, it was funny. James's first thought was, dude, that's a lot. Are you sure you can do that? (laughs) And that just sort of speaks to the kind of dude James is. And that's why he's been my partner for five years. He's always been, um, it's not about the money. It's not about anything. It's about doing a podcast with my friend and that's what I'm doing. So James, I appreciate the support and I appreciate the support of all the Madhouse podcast listeners who hopefully will come over there with me and listen uh, to those as we continue to do both podcasts.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to see what they're putting together over there. I've seen some of the other names that have been kind of uh, yes. getting lock- locked up
3: to one of our friends'
1: podcast. Yeah, uh, La- Laura Saba, my... the
3: active stick, it, uh, is going to have the Canadians one. That's
1: that's right. Uh, my friend Ian McLaren, who formerly uh, worked for the Score up in Canada, is going to do the Boston Bruins one. Like there's. Definitely some good talent that's going to be going over there, and I can't wait to hear what everybody's doing. And like Jay said, I am going to bless your eardrums with more of my dulcet <laughs> yes, tones when yes. he invites me on. So, oh, it's
3: so exciting!
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty cool. And like Jay said, like the priority is always going to be this podcast, and they know that. The
3: Lockdown just, people know that too. That was a just, big part of my agreement. Was look, this this one I've been doing for five years is not taking a back seat now.
1: Yeah, so and I and I, and I did. Don't let Jay fool you. I I I was a very insecure person. Was like, does that mean you're going to abandon me and our baby? Like that's essentially <laughs> what baby? it boiled down How to. Did that happen? Oh, oh. I'm sorry. The <laughs> metaphorical baby. Yes, the metaphor. God, I pulled
3: out anyway. Mm. All right, that
1: was gross. That was we awkward. should
3: probably beep that. Should down. we have a uh, awkward
1: spo- <laughs> awkward uh, pause sponsor? Is that something we should do now? The awkward
3: pause is brought to you by our friends at Mariska's Make your go pause uh, and try the poor boy there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we might as well do it since we're here. Mariska yeah, of course, uh, our, along with triple threat sports, our first sponsor excited to have them aboard for our fifth season. We've told you time and time again to get your ass out to Crest Hill and try the poor boy and try the onion rings. And you haven't done it yet. So go do it. Let's go. It's time. The time has come for you to devour the poor boy sandwich and, And see the eyes of God. Whether or not you believe in God, you will. After you take a bite of that poor boy, it's amazing. If you're not in the mood for that for some reason, steaks, chops, seafood, burgers, craft beer, everything And Mariska's is great. Family owned and operated since 1933. Love and care and tenderness, family owned since 1933. So go visit Joe Zadralovich and his family, marishkas.com or facebook.com slash marishkas. That's M E R. I-C-H-K-A-S at 604 Theodore Street in Crest Hill. Go visit our good, good friends at marishkas all right can
1: i make a uh, quick listener shout out ro- for uh, marishkas by the way yes one of our listeners actually suggested a brewery that's up by there uh Ooh. rob beavis suggested it so I'm, i appreciate you guys like kind of looking out for us knowing that we go up to marishkas quite often and you know what rob i am gonna go try that beer i'm not gonna mention them because they don't pay us but we'll <laughs> check it out and we'll let you know if it's any good
3: do we have to call rob beavis rob Secura now
1: <laughs> congratulations rob <laughs> Secura. you've been promoted
3: or i guess demoted i assume i'm sure rob beavis has scored based on his very handsome twitter profile photo um
1: <laughs> we, we don't speculate about those kinds of things here on the show
3: anyway i have a story for you and i think our listeners will enjoy this so last podcast we said like hey james and i we're gonna be at the training camp festival and if you see us and give us the keyword stumpy you get a free madhouse prize <laughs> prize pack So I'm actually at Starbucks in Homewood as I'm about to leave for the training camp festival. And I'm with Addy and this guy goes, are you Jay? I'm like, yeah, I'm Jay. You know, he's like, oh, I love your podcast. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening. And we're just talking, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh, by the way, you know, I'm on the way to the uh, training camp fest. Like, here's a here's a podcast sticker. I hand him a Madhouse podcast sticker. He's like, oh, yeah, you got the hockey one, too he was talking about the i'm fat podcast.
1: oh my god
3: i was like wow i didn't even have to meet anybody at the event yeah he was like oh yeah he was like at least he waited till i left to throw the sticker away but uh yeah
1: that was kind of him it was pretty funny oh man that's funny yeah
3: it was funny all right but speaking of the training camp festival i know you were not able to go because someone got sick at your work how freaking yeah, is that work um the scoreboard is enormous but not like intrusive. It's good. They did a good job with it. It's got it's very interactive. There's a lot going on. They actually did this, uh they had some really cool um like between period things. The first period they did, instead of shoot the puck, they lit the uh ice up like a golf course and they had like targets of like ten dollars, twenty dollars, twenty five and you had to it's sponsored by um what is it, golf top golf, I think.
1: Yeah, top well, that would that would stand a reason. Yeah,
3: so instead of shooting the puck, you have to shoot a glowing golf ball, and you have to get it like a, like to land in the target. And if you can get it to land in the target, you get that amount of money. It was pretty cool. Then they did like an interactive game on the scoreboard where you go on your phone and like shoot the puck, and it has like a, an active leaderboard, and the winner gets like a, um, a gift card to the Blackhawk store and all this stuff. So I thought they did a really nice job with the scoreboard. It was not obnoxious i thought it was gonna be obnoxious and it wasn't they used it well in game like as the action was on the ice it wasn't distracting but there was always the information you wanted on there the one thing i miss and i i guess it's just the old man in me is like the old like light bulb numbers you know like where they're Mm. just shaped out in the shape of the light bulbs yeah those are gone it's all digital now so it's all like a really nice readable font but just like going back to the stadium in the early days of the UC, just those light bulb numbers and names always, this is nostalgic for me. So I will kind of miss that. But other than that, the A-plus for the new scoreboard It looks great.
1: Yeah, all the photos look crazy. And it was funny tonight uh, during the uh, Capitals-Blackhawks game, they were pointing out like eight teams or something like that all have new scoreboards this season. So the Blackhawks either started a trend or coming in on the back end of a trend, one of the two and the capital one center, I think it's called now appropriately enough has one of the new scoreboards and theirs look pretty rad too.
3: Yeah, it, it, it looked good. So I guess you would say it's circular, but then there's like flat panels on the sides. So you can watch the game without a rounded screen. They, whoever consulted them on this just did a phenomenal job. Um, it looks really, really great, and I think the fans
1: are gonna love it. And Jay has hired them to redo his fan cave now that he's got all that sweet, sweet locked on money coming <laughs> yeah. in.
3: Yeah, I'm moving on up in the world. Maybe I'll go yep, to. Yep, you
1: you are now the host <laughs> of three podcasts. Apparently, one of which is very popular.
3: Uh, yeah, the Fat podcast, very popular. Speaking of that, if you are in the Homewood area, uh, Rick and I are Rick Camp and I, my co-host for the Amphat podcast, are is running. We're running the uh, Homewood Point three K, not a three K the 0.3k um which is about the length of like three football fields um so we're going to be out there uh on saturday at four o'clock so come watch rick and i air quotes run a 0.3k in homewood and uh when you're there original aurelios block away go treat yourself it's a good place isn't there something
1: else in homewood hmm, that they could potentially go to there was somewhere with like
3: mind-bending craft sumo ales. wrestling yeah i think we might have to end up there too and rabbit is a sponsor of the uh 0.3k in homewood on saturday so this kind of stuck up on me i better start training <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: get that drinking in bro <laughs> yeah
3: uh but rabbit brewing in homewood they've got something sweet coming up too aside from the uh 0.3k th- on saturday that night they're doing a beer tasting with beer journalist David Nilsson. He's a certified Cicerone, which I didn't know what that was, but it's like a sommelier for beer. Uh, so that's Saturday, September 21st. This Saturday at 4 p.m. It's a 75-minute tasting. You get five 4-ounce samples of Rabid beer for 20 bucks, and you get David Nilsson's expert beer knowledge, minus the snobbery. If you want info, go to facebook.com slash rabid brewing it's gonna be a really good time uh and we've talked about how great their beers are uh this is a great way to discover rabid brewing go there and try these amazing concoctions that tobias and ray dream up it's going to be an awesome time i'm going to stop by after the 0.3k if i can still walk and still breathe um but it's gonna be a really fun time so we will tweet out the links to chuck's hawk's event and rabid's uh beer tasting event uh, so you guys can join them and uh, and and go find go visit these great establishments. They're they're awesome. So with that, before we wrap up, James, any closing thoughts on the preseason debut? We got two more games coming this week.
1: I am super pumped for that. That's I think probably the one thing I'm most intrigued by is just who exactly is going to play in these two games coming yeah. up. Like playing three in a row is really difficult, especially when two of them are on the road. Like, I'm not sure what I'm obviously I'm not thinking like Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane are going to fly up to Detroit and play tomorrow night, but it's still going to be interesting to see who exactly plays and what roles they play in. And it's just so good to have hockey back. My feed was full of hockey goodness tonight and I could not be any happier.
3: Yeah. So back to get back games with the Red Wings tomorrow in Detroit at 630 and Wednesday at the United center at 730 uh so lots to talk about maybe we do a little post game on wednesday we haven't discussed this but maybe we can make it work if not i can do it if not you can do it we'll figure it out but uh lots of hockey to come and it is here season five of the madhouse podcast is underway and we are so happy you decided to join us on this ride uh, for the first five years and the next five ten fifteen to come so thank you for your support we want to thank our sponsors our newest sponsor the barrel club in oak lawn visit their website BarrelClubIllinois.com Triple Threat Sports for all your team outfitting needs call Chris 708-478-6090 Mariska's in Crest Hill family owned and operated since 1933 Rabid Brewing the time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales visit the Southland legend Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois and of course Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien visit Chuck'sCafe.com and again we will post info on those two events uh, Facebook.com slash Rabid Brewing has all the info on the beer tasting for rabbits. So go there, check it out, and find out. It's just 20 bucks at the door, but you're going to want to be there. It's going to be amazing. But for my partner, James Navo, this is Jay Zawaski. Season 5 is upon us. We are excited. Thanks for being here with us on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast.